Hey, Rick, how's it going? Uh, you know, just another couple of weeks in the life of an engineer. How about you? Not too bad. How's your 2018 been so far? This is the first time we've talked in the year of 2018. That is true. I forgot about that. Happy New Year. Um, it's been a good, it's going all right, you know? Uh, crypto has been being weird, you know, per usual, but it's that's uh, all right, and life is okay. So I guess everything's just all right. <laughs> Are you still making money off crypto in 2018, or is it not tricky well, as well? It, there's some shady stuff going on with certain websites, so uh, everybody freaked out and got out. But you know, I'm just gonna hodl. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep all my stuff and just write it out, see what happens. You know, nice. hopefully I can make some make some big money. But, nice. Uh, now I don't know. I don't know where ahead. you've been for the past couple of weeks, but uh, have you been getting this cold weather of this blizzard hurricane that's been coming through? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, being down in How, Chesapeake Bay, yeah, yeah it was. How bad was it where you were? Uh, what did it get down to? Like with, with wind chills, like negative ten. Um, which I know is nothing compared to what you guys are up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was it up uh, there? Like negative twenty. Yeah, it was negative twenty, negative twenty-four. I think one day when I saw it with the wind chill. Um, oh, nice. So good and bad news. Good news is starting my 2018 off right. This weekend, I'm actually going ice fishing because uh, us northerners, Ooh. we love the cold. So we make Ooh. sports out of it. So, oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going up to the town of Lake Placid, doing some mm. ice fishing in a lake outside of there. But I'm happy it's this weekend because this weekend I'm looking at like 10, 20 degrees. Uh, <laughs> I, sent, I sent a picture to a buddy of mine last week. Uh, saying, thank goodness it's not this weekend because with the wind chill, it was negative 37. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, down down here this weekend, it's supposed to be 60. Yeah. That, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like it was it was 25 this morning and I was in a yeah. t-shirt outside. I was like, man, oh, yeah. bring no, it back same. this warm weather. Yeah. I know. Seriously. We could, well, growing up up there, you know, and everybody down here looks at me like I'm freaking crazy because, you know, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and it's like, 35 40 out i'm like yeah this is this is nice and toasty what are you guys I know, looking I've, at i've noticed that the farther south you go when they hit cold weather it's like the yeah. more layers they put on you know it was ridiculous the other day is remember in high school how like you know they would they would cancel school if it was like six inches of snow seven inches or so and like oh yeah two or three inches eh, whatever bus drivers can handle it the day yep. after a snowstorm all the roads were clear all right there's a little bit of uh snow meltage and they um, they put ice down or salt down and then it iced up. So then the next day they cancel school, like the entire day they cancel school. There's no snow, no, nothing bright and sunny to cancel school. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, we pushed through up here. Did you guys have uh work off at all? Did you guys get out early or anything or did you guys have to struggle on through? Uh, well, where I was, um, I was able to drive cause there was only like a couple inches on the ground not much but everybody else was freaking out but uh yeah it was it wasn't bad but then like one of our other offices it got like you know a foot and everybody still went to work you know they were just like eh, it's all right so, so props to them yeah that was, that was we, had, we had work we had work too but we ended up getting out a little early um mm-hmm. well correction everyone else got out early i didn't feel like driving in rush hour so i stayed two hours late and decided to dr- drive it at seven o'clock at night which I enjoyed way better than during the day. So <laughs> yeah, I was okay with it. Absolutely. So. Rush hour in the capital region is absolute crap. Yeah. It's awful. Absolutely oh awful. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what else, you, what else are you up to this, uh, 2018? 
Um, man, I don't know. I'm planning out uh, going to Texas in a few weeks. So in, okay. uh, I don't think our next episode, but our episode after that will actually be from me being in Texas. Beautiful. So that'll that'll be a little bit of a change. Um, but there hasn't been too much in 2018, you know, getting back in the swing of things from having time off and um, just just seeing where where it goes so far. I didn't make any resolutions or anything. Did you make any? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in those. Cause I'm, you know, I just going to break them anyway. So exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. All right. That sounds good. What are you going to Texas for? Uh, so I'm going to Texas with, uh, actually my pastor, Michael, and okay. we are filming a documentary while we're down there. Oh, so sweet. over the course of four painfully long days, I'll be going from, Houston to Austin, back to Houston, Louisiana, uh, Orange County, Plano, Texas. Um, So, I mean, I'm excited because I get to spend a lot of time on the road. I get to do audio engineering while I'm down there, so it's going to be a nice break. Um, But what I'm really excited for, and I think you can speak more to this since you've kind of been, you know, down to Atlanta, Georgia and places like that. Um, I'm excited for food. The whole mm. time I'm down there, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try everything and anything that's mm-hmm. that's down there. So See, that's I don't what know I'm about Texas really, you know, because that's a whole different animal out there. Um, they it have is. some of the some of the southern southeast fast food joints and whatnot, but I don't know. I'm not sure what. I've never been down over there. Just the southeast. I'm just trying yeah. tacos. Just everywhere tacos. Mm. That's what I hear. Mm. There you I hear go. If you don't have a taco from Texas, then you haven't had a real taco yet. So mm. get some barbecue too while down there. Oh yeah, all of it. Anything Cajun stuff, just, you know, just everything. The seafood. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's so. I have a good seafood story. It's funny that you bring that up. So um, <laughs> I'm kind of scarred from certain types of seafood. So oh, really? the guy, I'm, the guy I'm going with, uh, we happen to go to a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fun time. Things got out of hand. It was great. Really good time. But we wake up the next morning, right? So we've all been out till like two, three in the morning, having a good time. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're at a casino. We're at a casino. So it's all, you know, there's buffets, there's gambling, there's the hotels right there. Why leave, you know? Right. Um, We go down the next morning, right? So one one guy's not doing so well, like doesn't want to eat. Like it it was a rough night for him. So he's not doing it. We get down to the buffet and Michael is sitting there eating, kid you not, orange juice and a pound of crawfish at seven o'clock in the morning. That man knows how to live. Uh, I mean, you say that, but then when you see it and you can barely put food in your own stomach, you see that and you're like, all right, nope, I'm out of here. That's, I can't watch this. So, I mean, and because it's the way you eat crawfish, it's, mm-hmm. you got orange juice and then you crack them open and just suck their heads out. And you're sitting there watching that. And, oh <laughs> man, I, don't, I mean, it was a sight that was, I mean, I, I have a good stomach, but after seeing that, I just, I mean, you know. Would, he, would you rather have him have a beer with it at 7 I mean, if you're up till 3 in the morning drinking, the first food you have in the morning should not be crawfish. Nah. I'm thinking like eggs and bacon. It's grease. Exactly. Cuts the alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not crawfish. Yeah. Man. So. That man. Anyway, Ricky, <laughs> what do we have on the topic for this week what do we got we got vendors the topic of vendors you know like well my line of work you know with civil uh design work pump wastewater pumping stations whatnot we have to go through vendors for pretty much everything 
like, sure, we'll specify what we need and whatnot, but we can't actually go to the companies and go ask, like, hey, can we get this kind of pump? No, we got to go th- straight through a vendor and go through a middleman. Um, now, I'm sure we both have plenty of stories about uh, having issues with vendors. Um, I oh, think yeah. we, we were talking about that before we started, um, <laughs> how you haven't been an issue with one right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll talk as much as I can about it, but there's kind of a whole, it's, it's been so bad. There's uh legal stuff involved. So, um, I'll go as far as in detail as I can, but it's just, right. uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it came down to the fact where if a vendor's doing so bad, it's making your business look bad. That's kind of a, you know, people not delivering on promises and all that other stuff. So right. Right. Whole, whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have the same, you know, same issue, you know, they're just not deliver. Sometimes they just don't deliver, you know, and it's just like you call them, you email them, you just keep on bugging them and they're like, oh yeah, yep. I'll get back to you. Oh yeah. I'll get back to you one week later. Oh yeah. I'll get back to you with that. You know, two weeks later. Oh yeah. We're, we're still working on it. Companies uh, or the, the factories uh, getting your drawings, whatever, you know, just keeps on going like that. You know, sometimes that's not every time though, you know, um, we deal with a lot of good vendors and if a vendor treats us like that, you know, we're not going to go back to them, obviously. Um, right. It's, you now, know, it's what do you future. guys, what do you, who do you use vendors for? So like, I know me, it's, it's uh, technology, hardware, cause we're a software company, so we don't mm-hmm. do hardware. Um, and then we have some vendors in terms of not giving us a good like hardware or in your case pumps, I think, or something like that. Yeah. We have actual vendors that we send out and like go do installations and stuff like that. So oh. we kind of have the both side where, where it's a vendor giving us equipment or a vendor giving us a, a service for it. Right. So, so how do you do, what kind of vendors do you guys have? Well, we have both actually too. Um, Cause a lot of times if we're oh, doing okay. like a, um, well for like construction and stuff like that, um, when we, you know, building a new site or of whatever could be anything. Uh, use pumps, pumping, uh, wastewater pumping stations as an example, like we'll contract a, we'll have a contractor and do everything. And then we'll also get all of our materials or specify the materials from certain vendors. So we'll have to talk to the vendors beforehand, make sure everything's squared away, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, most of the time they're pretty, they're really knowledgeable. They're really helpful because they're all engineers. They actually have degrees, so they're, they know what they're talking about most of the time. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's usually a pleasant experience. But then you, yeah, every once in a while, you get you get those bad apples. But yeah, we was um, we do both ways. Um, utility marking too. You know, we have to contract a company to go out and do that for us a lot of times if we're doing digging something up. But uh, yeah, so when you say uh, utility marking, you're talking about the guys who go out and actually like spray paint the roads and tell you where everything is right kind of yeah just, about actually where it is yeah i just had to contract one out the uh the other day because i'm doing a underground storage tank pull next week so that'll be interesting um yeah so they're just gonna go out it's a private company so they'll, they'll go out and they'll you know mark down where all the gas electric is and then you have a certain area where you can you have to stay clear of those lines but yeah right, um, right. Now, do you guys, when you have vendors like this, instead of like getting pumps and stuff, the guys actually doing the work, do you guys send people out on site to go like oversee the job or oh, do yeah. you guys kind of trust them? For, for everything. Yeah, yeah we, you have to because like if we didn't catch something on the plans, you know, and they specify something, mm. uh, then we and you know, the, the contractor is like, well, what do we do? Because this isn't lining up with something else. Um, right. Then we have our, so you got, we have an engineer out there that's watching everything, you know. 
Right. Yeah. So you got to be out there for like those critical moments when oh, something yeah. might go wrong or something gets overlooked. And, you know, rather than have the contractor make the split second decision, right. you'd rather you guys, since you're going to be liable anyway at the end of it. Right. And like a lot of towns will not, won't let any construction activity happen unless they have an inspector out there watching everything, making oh, sure really? everything's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know one town that we contract with a lot that we're a town engineer for, they won't do anything unless we ha- they have one of our inspectors out there, one of our engineers out there watching, which we have one guy. That's all he does. He's been doing it for like 30 years. So he likes it. He's good at it. You know, it's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So like that's, those are the kind of people that we have out there. But, um, do you yeah. ever have to have anyone from like the, the city or the County out there? Or is it, um, do they kind of just stop by if, if needed? Well, it depends on, well, they'll they'll, have, they'll send out an inspector when everything's done, uh, not when it's live construction. Right, but when it's done. When okay. it's done, yeah. Um, now, environmental issues in Maryland, uh, they'll actually have a representative from Maryland Department of Environment out there. While like when I'm doing a UST poll, um, they'll be out they'll be out there watching us, making you know, seeing if there's any uh, free product that's um, impacted the soil or anything like that. You know, just oil floating around that's got leak. You know. Right. Leaked out tanks, whatever. But um, I, I don't know. Do you guys have an oversight like that? Uh, I, I actually don't really know that much about your side of things with that. Yeah. So it it, I, it all depends on the job. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, it also depends how close it is too, right? So I mean, we don't we don't always have the biggest budgets because we're dealing with school industries where you know I mean you can read about it in the news how school funding gets cut all oh, over yeah. the place. So we're trying to marry that line where hey, technology is going to save you. You know. Money, time, manpower, overtime, mm-hmm. but the initial cost is you you can't avoid that. You right. Know? Um, so it all depends. So we have a couple uh, vendors that we use for installation that we've worked with enough mm-hmm. where we kind of can let them do their thing and we'll go out after the fact. Uh, so like we'll get it there a day before we actually have to train the people and then we'll inspect their work and fix what we need. Um, but there's a couple of vendors we can allow, you know, to be out there by themselves and they just have done it so many times. Right. Uh, they should be good. Huh. Cause that's one of the benefits with us, with us. So like, um, I mean, for the most part, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's different types, just like you have different types of cars. A bus is a bus. Right. So the tablet's going to go in the same spot. The reader's going to go in the same spot. Um, And we actually have like 15 different bus types that we support and have documentation for. Oh, wow. So an installer can just, an installer can just look at it and be like, oh, it's this type of bus. This is where it should go. And these are the problems with the wiring in this bus. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, it's pretty well documented for these installers. So uh, anyone who's kind of a mechanic or has worked with, you know, uh, and the automotive can can do it without a problem. Um, for some other stuff, we had a, we have to be on site. So like, uh, we actually have a a pilot program that's going on locally around here. So actually, I was up in uh, Saratoga uh, yesterday for most of the day doing some um, some like R and D, some stuff that's like brand new to the market that we're trying to to push. Um, but that type of stuff, because we don't, it's so new, we don't know how to tell someone to install it. Right. Oh, right so right. that's, those are one of the examples where I was out there first trying to figure out, Hey, would this work Would this work? Uh, you know, does the law say anything against this? Yeah. Is this okay if we put this here? Yeah. Um, and then we'll write it out, uh, probably help the first couple people with implementation. And then once it's written and tested, they'll, they'll be out on their own. So, uh, it kind of, it kind of really all depends how close they are, how big of a job, Yeah. You know? All those things are factors for right. us. Yeah, we don't. But we're not digging up like electrical wires and right. all that. Other yeah, you stuff don't have a lot of like regulations that are, or regulatory agencies that are over you watching every little thing that you do and re- reviewing every little thing you do. You know. See, that's funny. You say that, but uh, it's not nearly as bad as you, but it's also more than you would think. Really? So like 
Um, I didn't know this. So you know how, let's say you have a GPS or nowadays you have a phone mount in your mm-hmm. car, right? Um, you can have that anywhere you want. You can have it in the middle. You can have it to the left, which I normally like where that, you know, where to put mm-hmm. it. Um, in some states, uh, the tablet actually has to be like two inches above the ground. So it's out of the driver's huh. view. In other states, it has to be below the dashboard so it doesn't affect their line of sight. Um, so there's like actually like based on the state, you have to make sure the laws of like where they can even see it. So like uh, Georgia was a state where like, yeah, you can have the tablet below the dashboard. But while the bus is moving, the screen has to be off. Weird. So we had to we had to build a way where it's like, oh, are you in motion? Then we're going to have to turn your screen off until you come to a complete stop. So huh. there's stuff like that where it's it, it all weirds. And then other districts are the opposite where the screen can be on all the time, except for when they get close to a stop, because we want them not to be distracted. They should be looking out for kids. See, in both ways so makes sense, but like, you know, <laughs> there's just no continuity, which, you know, we run into here. We run into in our industry too, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Your con- yours is probably a little, you know, more case to case and harder to deal with. Me is just programming every which way yeah <laughs> a bunch of future flags yeah. all over the place turn this on turn this off turn this on <laughs> you know yeah. for you i have to imagine it's more like uh, a more you know you might have seen it before but it's still a review process every time you oh, come across absolutely. something. yeah different. every well every time no matter what there's a review process for everything um between like right. the department of transportation the environment uh conservation uh districts mm-hmm. that are reviewing all of your stormwater stuff um, the town, well, well, that's us, but they're going to have somebody else. Other, oh, oh, somebody else at the town that is going to be reviewing what we're doing. Gotcha. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and then depending on what the project is, you know, you're going to have your different agencies that are even more be above and beyond that too. You know, um, right? Depending on like where you get your grant funding from too. Um, like for some reason, for certain things that we do, we get it from the Department of Health and Social Services in Delaware, you know, for certain things. And it's like, oh, what? You're giving us a hundred grand for that? Really? From your, okay. Yeah. Huh. You know, it, it just seems you know, like you, you wouldn't real wouldn't realize that that's where the money is coming from or that's where money is going. Taxpayer money is going. Right. Yeah. Do you ever have, um, since you guys get requests like that from different departments, do you ever have a, a situation where someone who's like working for the city is like, Oh, I've done this for so long. Can you use X and X vendor or oh, yeah. requests like that where they actually rec- Oh really? Well, actually they'll put that in their, so, their like, do uh, they... code. They'll put it in like their official legal oh. code. Like it, they, you for like, you have to use that vendor. right for, um, for instance, uh, flow meters, uh, for water oh, and sewer. Um, the, you can only use two types of vendors and a certain type of uh, meter that you know that they only only those two vendors sell. Um, you can submit an or equal, gotcha. um, which is it has to be everything is exactly the same. But you have to but with specifications though you have to word them just right. So then there mm-hmm. is no other equal. It is the only thing that you can within these certain regulations that you provide the person buying it. That's all that they can get. Right. Is that certain make and model. Um, that's another thing with generators too, you know, like generators, we do a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, you can only do a Cummins model, whatever, uh, or equal. Sure. But we have such a stringent set of regulation or specifications for that gen set that, uh, it ends up being just that model, you know? So we make it in a way that it's kind of, you can't get out of it almost. 
Yeah. Have you ever, so this isn't me, but this is, I'm sure, you know, uh, I come from a family of engineers, so I hear stories all the time with different vendors and stuff like that. Have you ever had an issue? So the issue that I heard of that they had was they were trying to place a, uh, outdoor tank somewhere mm-hmm. since they're in the, uh, the pipeline engineering, they do oil, all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they were doing coding, installing a new, a new tank mm-hmm. And it was the same thing where the company was like, oh, you got to use this vendor. You got to use this tank, yada, yada. Right. But they come back and it's it's the same equal thing, but it didn't end up working out because they're like, um, the tank you sent us is like 20 years old in terms of right. standards. It has like tox- toxic material oh, in it. And I can get you a way, a way better tank for half the amount of money. Um, but it was the same thing where, because it wasn't technically the equal and the same thing, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. So the company ended up spending more money and having out of dated tanks rather right. than try to you know rework their their standards yeah. um just cuz it was what was written do you ever have anything like that where you're literally proposing something better where it's like hey this is now the new standard you guys should right. switch and uh or do they not not well, with towns, they're, they're a bit more nimble with that kind of stuff. You know, they can change stuff on the fly. There's only one person that all that kind of goes through with towns, um, which we usually deal with is towns. Uh, so like if, for instance, there's a certain uh, water regulation that they're say, that they're saying in their um, town code, then it, then we're like, hey, that's out, out of dated. Is it okay if we just like make a note in our in our copy that that this is okay if for the updates? And they're like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Or like for water meters was mm-hmm. a big issue actually recently because um, they only want a certain type of meter. And then we looked in the code and we're like, well, this is not what it says. But like, oh, well, this is what we want. So then we kind of have to make a note. And it costs a lot of money to rework an entire thing of code and an entire set of um, town standards and specifications. Oh, yeah. And it's just like for a town – Uh, even if they're growing and they're pulling in a lot of tax money, it's still going to be a lot of money to them, you know? So, and they don't want to spend the time or uh, capital to do that. So we kind of just have to like keep a mental note, like, Oh, that's, they like this kind of stuff or they like this, this way, that kind of stuff, you know, because when you're working with towns, uh, you kind of get to know them personally like that, which is nice. I like that. But with States though, or counties even like, forget about it. You can't do that. No way. Um, they just, they, they just want yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it's not, not worth it because they're just gonna they're gonna drag their feet and just because of bureaucracy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what it comes down to. It's just yeah. But uh, so do you do you, do you have any bad experience with vendors? Like, is there anything that's kind of been like? So as I said, our when, I, when we first started, our problem with a couple of vendors is like, you know, we're getting to the point where they're affecting our day to day business. Do you ever have any vendors like that where you guys have? been at like a, a tipping point or like a risk with the city or county because it's like hey this actually isn't our fault but it's making us look bad because of a vendor oh yeah all the time like um sometimes they just drag their feet or like you know they can't get certain specifications or like we have to pay for cad drawings when we're like what why do we have to pay for cad drawings um or you know this or that and just like we have to hit these deadlines and if they if they decide to drag their feet because of one thing or another you know kind of get screwed um, and there's nothing we can really do about it other than keep right. on bugging them. And a lot of times with vendors, uh, with pumps and stuff, they're regional, right? So we can't go to a different, mm-hmm. we can't go to a different vendor because there is no other vendor because that would be encroaching on the other vendor's gotcha. region. So you kind of, kind of locked like that. Um, but you know, the best way to handle that, that we found is just like, you just got to keep on working with them. Got to be courteous to them. Just be professional. Just got to keep on working at them and, 
Um, just got to keep going. Hey, you got those drawings. Hey, you got those drawings. You got the specs. Hey, you just got to keep on doing it day in, day out. Yeah. And it gets annoying, but it's part of the job, I guess, sometimes. But uh, I kind of want to hear about more about this uh, legal issue you got going on with the, your vendor. I mean, you can't say much about yeah. it, but uh, so I can go. <laughs> just just. So, so what it comes, yeah, what it comes down to is like, so, uh, to the point where they were under delivering so much, we started going into like modes where it was like signed contracts. Like, oh, this would be done by this time. This would be right. done by this time. And it was, uh, we'd have a signed contract saying this is done then. And we wouldn't have it until like three Good months Lord. later. Like that's huge. Like I've already released two software versions since right. then, you know, like that's, that's huge in terms of the amount of, of, of wow. tech time. Like literally if it takes three months for you to update hardware, that's one, that's almost 20% of the life cycle of the hardware because hardware gets replaced every 18 mm-hmm. months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So three months is killer right. when it comes to stuff like that. It's not something that's going to be like, oh, this is going to be on the bus for 10 years. It's like, no, hardware, 18 months is normally your life cycle and then you got to move to oh. new hardware. So um, that stuff, that stuff kills us. And it's, it kind of puts us in a spot too where, um, I mean, we want to work with one vendor when it comes to this hardware because we want to be consistent. We want to put, you know, I mean, programming for different hardware. I mean, you come across complications where like, is the screen different? Does it have this capability? Does it have mm-hmm. this? Um, so you kind of run into stuff like that. So for you to switch from one hardware to another to even like think about it is like for from the process of starting to think about it to actually finally switching to that other hardware is like a two-year process. Wow. So, cause you gotta be like, Hey, you know, go out to bid. What vendors want to provide us hardware? Do you meet these specs? And it's not like regular, like, Hey, I'm going to go to Best Buy and buy a tablet. It's like, no, these have to be like military grade because they get dropped all the time. They get thrown around. They have to hold a charge. They can't, they have to stay on a bus overnight and they can't drain the battery after sitting there for Mm -hmm. 16 hours. Um, they sit on a bus in California, which our heat guns have tested where like the tablet will get to 180 degrees. Yeah. It can't melt, you know? So there's stuff like that, that uh, it's not as easy as just going out and buying the Samsung Galaxy and calling it a day. You know, you got to actually figure out uh, hardware that you don't find on the market as a consumer, right. right? So those those are the struggles that we come across when you have a bad experience. You We have to put more effort than not to make that, to get to a good point with that vendor because it's actually less painful to have six, eight months of trials with this vendor than to completely switch. Cause it's not as simple as just going out and buying a new part. It's like, no, now we have to create a whole new relationship, possibly recall stuff in the field. Like it's a whole, right. whole thing. So that's, that, that kind of is our downside where like, if we have bad experiences, it stinks, but you have to uh, work through it. Cause it's, it's going to be more beneficial to try to work something out than to right. try to switch. Yeah, so, it's kind of different with us because, uh, like, that's a, you know, we have this, those deadlines, but, I mean, they're not like they have to get re- – everything gets replaced every 18 months, you know. If we're buying a, buying a pump, that right. thing's going to last 40 years. So, thing right. exactly. Is, exactly. the thing that's killing it is, like, it, it's going to hold back the town. It's going to hold back the county or, or whatever is happening. Um and it's going to affect them and what their capabilities are. You know, if they're if they can expand out, if they can build more houses, if they can um, get more people into town, whatever. You know, that's been an issue. But uh, I don't think we we don't have turnaround time as even as close to that. That's for sure. Um, right, and that's what stinks. Like it's one thing to be like, hey, we have the same uh, vendor, and let's say they updated the uh, the processor 
sure, we can roll those out to new clients, no problem. Uh, as people want to upgrade, they can upgrade, no problem. But it's like, uh, hey, we're waiting to release this to a client. You guys don't have a hardware update, so we have to release that hardware. And you take three months to update firmware. Like that just, that slows you down because you're not getting any hardware benefits out of it. You're just waiting on, at that point, low-level software that they're writing that you're kind of just, you know. So now it's basically you're going to the market saying, hey, here's our new tablet, but it's already gone through eight months, so really it's only good for another year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know? Huh. Yeah. So that's yeah. what slows us down. I mean, yeah, like I say, we're, we're, we're not even close to that. It's, that's nuts. Uh, I would love it if a tablet gosh. could last 40 years. Well, I would love it. Modular that tablet? would be amazing. Or no. Would that work? Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about it. Um, we've had some other things. The The problem is, is even with modules, you're replacing those in and out. Um, and at a at a military level, like you can do modules with some things like, of course, batteries, uh, uh, cameras, um, readers, stuff like that. That can all be module and doesn't cost as much. But like for you to like replace the processor and tablet and make that module, it's like, Hey, I'm probably going to replace it like six times and then gaskets are going to start to wear. And now it's no longer waterproof. And now it's, you know, so that's, those are some of the complications we get there is where it's like, yeah, it would work for like the first three to five times, but then it's like, now you just have to buy a new hardware and they're more expensive because they're modulized. Now, do you think like, do you need those? Like, do you think a company could do a better job than that? Like, you know, you know like with those legal issues where they're not hitting those deadlines, do you think a company could have the scalability to meet those deadlines quicker? Like, do we need the vendors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think? Uh, yeah, we, we need we need the vendors just because it, it's simple where it's like we understand, you know, there's people who do hardware. We understand it's hard, but we're not a hardware company. We're a software right. company. So, like, for us to go into hardware, I mean, we're talking, like, millions of dollars. Like, now we have to have our own testing labs. Now we have to have people who, you know, solder. We have to have a company that, you know, a factory that makes mm-hmm. these things. So um, it is it is a process, but there's also companies out there who do it really well. So, like, I mean, if you think about some of the big players like Samsung, Panasonic, um, they have, I mean, I mean, think about it, Panasonic, Toughbooks. Those are, like, every military movie you've ever seen, right. they're in there, and they're in there for a reason is because... It's not just for the movies. They actually make really yeah. good stuff and they have the logistics down to a science where it's like, hey, uh, if you buy, you know, hardware through us, if something goes bad, we have a process where we can update or get you new hardware and you return the old one. So it's no cost within 24 hours. Like that's how quick their shipping is. Their goal is to get it to, to anywhere in the United States, same day, like malfunction wow. replacement. So, um, yeah, it's insane. So at that point, when you hear that companies can do that, um, it's like, so they're they're at the, the cusp of where it's close. So it's like, why would we get mm-hmm. into the game now? You know, at that point, the vendors have had, yeah, we have bad experiences with them, but they're all trying to get to a common goal that we want. So we kind of just have to see which one's actually making good progress and stay right. out, you know? Yeah, I, I think like the vendors for us, you know, with pumps and stuff like that, it's just sometimes I feel like it's a bit of an extra step. Um, but at the same time, I understand why it's there mm-hmm. just to show like, you know, it helps us with, um, finding the right pump, you know, because they have their own software and then we would have to learn a whole nother set of software. Um, right. it's just like, you know, especially with the company, it would probably, it would cost the company more to do that instead of, you know, they're not, they're not passing on, 
the vendor isn't passing on costs to the company. They're just cut, taking a cut. They pass the, cut, the costs on to whoever's buying it. So it's not like it, it's any skin off the company's nose. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I just feel like, right. when, especially when it's slow, yeah. you know, I just feel like uh, maybe the company could do this better. Yeah. Now, we have a relationship with a vendor um, that's actually to our benefit. I don't know if you have one like this. So uh, for our cards, um, on our card readers, they require mm-hmm. a certain type of card. Well, there's a there's a company out there, so we don't want to manage the cards, right? Like, I don't want to have a school of three thousand be like, oh, uh, every week, oh, Johnny lost his card. Can you get us a new one? Like, oh my gosh, the card's fifty. The, the card's fifty cents. Right. This is such a waste of time, you know. Um, so we actually team up with a company uh, that makes these cards and does a really good job uh, working with us. But they work with us in terms of like, hey, we just released new firmware for our readers. These are these mm-hmm. these are the specs. So uh, we tell clients hey if you want cards here's the first 200 on us but any cards after that here's the company you're going to go contact they know our specifications you can send them your logo this the kid's face or whatever print whatever you want on the card but in terms of the card technology they work with us so you never have to talk with them about technology they're essentially that part just a printing company um, and because of that relationship where we're giving our clients over to them and they're the vendors yeah. getting business out of it, we actually get a cut when the clients oh, wow. go do business with us. That's nice. So that's a, that's a two way benefit. Yeah. That's a, that's a good relationship with us. Cause we only have to talk specs with them, which they're super open about super good. Cause mm-hmm. they're making money off of it. And we love giving our clients to them because we know the vendors are reliable. We know they want to work with us in terms of, uh, what our specifications are and we get a cut from it. So it's like all right. around a win-win. Um, do you guys have any vendors like that where like it's, you try to Not pull really, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, yeah, we don't, we don't get cut from anything really. Um, sometimes I wish Esri did that <laughs> um, just because of how much we work with um, towns yeah. and setting them up with Esri you online. Guys are almost, almost honestly, well, we should be, well, yeah. one of our GIS uh, P's that we have, He's going to become one. Um, he was like, yeah, why don't we just become as a gold partner? Then we can actually like sell the stuff and then we can make money off of it. And, and then upper management was like, oh, no, no, that's yeah. okay. You know, they, they don't want to listen, listen because they don't know what that is all about. This too, you know, it's, I, I don't I'm not going to say too trivial, but like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's not as much as what we pull in from everything else yeah. you know? we do a lot with that i mean but, we do a lot with Ezra too and i think we're a gold partner and it's it's helped us more times than not in terms of like the amount of resources they give you like there's been times where like there's been bugs in the software and i've had conversations with their developers like that's how close of a relationship you you end up getting so like oh, that's cool yeah so it's yeah. it's pretty cool um once you get there but yeah you guys mm-hmm. are seriously almost a reseller for them with the amount that you do <laughs> right i mean we bring in uh we bring in clients for them through these towns that we're doing asset management plans for then they're going to be using esri products for next hundred years right. you know just because all of their data is on there all of their uh pipes are on there i, I re- all their assets, um, which include, you know, like fire hydrants, sewer lines. Um, you can track you track your people in real time, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, You know, um, have citizens reporting, and it's just it's just so useful that they're going to be using it. Oh yeah, you know, once I you, almost wish that we did get once that, you get someone but, hooked on something like that, it's literally more of an asset where they'll they'll do anything to keep oh, it yeah. rather than see it go. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah it. It, we definitely could be a reseller. We've sold probably, you know, probably upwards of like twenty desktop licenses at this point, just in the past few years, oh, wow. which is 
I mean, they're expensive. So, yeah. uh, I mean, these were standard too. Yeah, they, they weren't basic. They were standard, yeah. which I think is like, I want to say probably like $120,000 worth. Yeah. I think it's six grand a piece. I forget. But yeah, it's, it's an, just an insane amount of money. And it's just like, yo, can we, can we get a cut of that maybe? Yeah. Like kickback yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah, But no, yeah. I get but, you. um, so with, yeah. with, with these vendors, yeah. uh, just as we're wrapping up, do you have anything since, you know, the end of the year, this sometimes happens with us. I know it's happened with other vendors I've worked with. Do you have any close relationship with vendors where it's like at the end of the year, they're like, they send you a bunch of free swag. Do you have anything like that? Um, like cookies, treats, I think swag. Well, with a lot of, our, well, actually with our, um, with our environmental group that I do work with too, um, we rent a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, we do like oh, uh, yeah. photo ion, yep. um, photo photo ionization detectors um, that we use a lot for well detecting um, VOCs and or gas. Um, we use those a lot. We use uh, a lot of other um, just labs. Well, we spend so much money at labs just because, you know, we're taking groundwater samples, sending them soil samples, sent to them, yeah. you know, yeah. and they're like, you know, $200 a pop oh, for wow. one sample. Yeah. You know, it's, it can go up towards of a thousand dollars a sample, depending on what you're trying to test for. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And we're marking everything up 15% because, you know, that's just, that's just how it works. Oh, um, of course. Everybody marks it up 15% or so. Um, so we're going to cut that. That's, you know, nice, nice cut. Um, but yeah, we get stuff from our rental companies that we were, that we drop a lot of money at and they're like, yo, here's some uh, tasty cake and stuff. And you're just like, Oh, cool. Nice. Thanks. You know, <laughs> it's not much, but it, it's something, you know, sometimes you send baked stuff or during, especially during Christmas season, you know, yeah, it's the best part. Um, That's the best part. Yeah, but no, no free swag though. Like no, uh, no shirts, no, no mugs, no nothing that I've seen anyway. Yeah, I've been a- in long enough, so I wouldn't really know. We had a, a vendor one year, so this was a little different, right? So it was back mm-hmm. at my last job with facilities maintenance where instead of a vendor being like, we buy parts from them, it's more like a vendor like, hey, we're going to pay you to go do plumbing on this one site, like that type of facilities maintenance, those type of vendors. Um, we had one guy, we do so much. Um, we had. I don't think so. No, well, we had one guy who did so much uh so much work with that he actually drove up from New Jersey and gave us all um, little little bottles of uh, of whiskey, like the whole office. Oh my god! Yeah, there was like Dang. there was like fifty of us at the time, and he's just going around giving them out. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> give this man some business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the man's desperate. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, man, awesome. treat this guy right, you know? Um, Seriously, I mean, we don't need that because we have four beer taps at where I work. So, you know, yeah, it's all we're going to have to do an episode on that because um, I don't understand why that's not like. <laughs> it's got a cappuccino machine. See, too. Um, yeah. yeah, we got we got to talk about that because um, we're, we're behind on that. <laughs> so I need I need to hear more. But another time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Anything else yeah. with, with but, uh, uh, vendors that you think we should cover? No, I think we I think we covered uh, everything that we need to cover about them. Um yeah, they're both good and bad. You know, we need them more than they need us. Well, they probably need us more, honestly. Yeah, but it's but, uh, the good relationships that pay everyone out, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, you'll have those good relationships with vendors. Well, they'll bring you a free barbecue when they're do- when they're showing you new products, you know, lunch and learn type of thing, that what we yep. call them. Yep. Um, there's like, hey, here's barbecue while we teach you about compressors. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, if anybody has any uh, anything we want to cover about vendors um, in the future or anything else, really, uh, if you want us to cover any sort of topic, we are more than happy to oblige you. Um, talk about whatever. Yeah, you can relate to engineering or Esri. Yeah, you can reach us at info at the engineer of what dot com or just click the contact button on top of the website. But uh, I think that's it for this week. So uh, this is Nate. This is Rick. Thanks for joining us.